Hey friends, welcome to today's episode of the Gospel Changes Everything podcast. Today's an exciting day because I've been accepted into the Society of Reform Podcasters. Now this is a group of podcasters, a network of like-minded content producers committed to providing doctrinally sound theological content that educates and edifies the ones who hear it. Each show approaches this task from their own unique perspective, but are unified by their confession of a common faith and purpose. Currently, they have seven other podcasts in their society, Reformed Brotherhood, which discusses faith, family, Reformed theology, and more, Fast God Stuff podcast, making theology simple, practical, and fun, the Five for Fruit podcast, your five-minute fix for Reformed theology and practice, The Confessional Collective, where truth meets mission. According to Christ podcast, which is Christ-centered, exegetical, and Reformed. And the Reformed Outlook, providing a Reformed perspective on a variety of topics. And not to mention one of my favorites, The Nerd Gospel, where the good news meets nerd news. So all these podcasts are part of the Society of Reformed Podcasters, meaning they're Reformed in their theology, as is mine, The Gospel Changes Everything. So I hope you'll get a chance to check those out. If you want to find all of them in one place, you can go to reformedpodcasts.com. That's reformedpodcasts.com. Now it's time for another episode of The Gospel Changes Everything. Welcome to The Gospel Changes Everything podcast, where together we'll explore how Jesus transforms us every day. Here are two things that you have to do today. Now you might say, wait a minute, don't tell me what I have to do today. I know, but biblically, Jesus challenges us to do two main things today and every day. They come from the passage in Matthew 22, where Jesus was asked by some teachers of the law what the greatest commandment was. And here's his answer. And he said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Jesus makes it really simple for us. Love God and love others. If we just do those two things today, then we will be in God's will and he will be glorified. But here's the big question. Why do I have to love God? As I like to say, before we do what the Bible tells us, it's important to know why it tells us to do things. So, why is it important that we love God and love others today? The answer to this one is simple. It's why we were created. God created us in His image. Genesis 1 tells us that we are created in the image of God. Two things to note are these. One, God created man. Man did not create God. God is above man in every respect. Man is to worship God, the giver and sustainer of all life. Now, of course, we are to love the Lord our God, with all our heart, soul, and mind. He is the very reason for our existence. Secondly, God created man in his image. God created us in such a way that we can relate to him, that we can know him and give him our worship. In Acts 17, the Apostle Paul preaches a sermon in Athens, Greece, and he says, The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man. Nor is he served by human hands, as though he needed anything, since he himself gives all mankind life and breath and everything. 
And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. We have breath in our lungs because God allows us to. Therefore, we worship him. But why do I have to love my neighbor? Okay, so I get the the why behind loving God, especially since I can't exist without him. But what about loving my neighbor? Why do I have to do that? First, we go back again to Genesis 1. God created man in his image. We all bear the image of God. We are all loved by God. God created us for the purpose of loving and worshiping him. Therefore, we are to love our fellow image bearers. God has poured out his love to us. Therefore, we are to love him back. And since the love of God fills us up to overflowing, we are to allow that love to flow into the lives of those around us. I would also add that when we love our neighbor as much as we love ourselves, we are then loving God with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind. Today, you have the chance to do some amazing things. Two to be exact. Loving God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind will be an expression of who you were created to be. In worshiping the one true God, you are living out your purpose in life. When we live out our truest purpose in life, then we will be living the most satisfying, abundant, and meaningful life we could ever imagine. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm a huge John Piper fan, and John Piper's life quote is this, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. Our life is not about glorifying ourselves. It's about glorifying God. And when we do, then we get the benefit of a truly satisfied life. Most people in this world are miserable, and they are miserable because they have centered their life on satisfying themselves. But we, as believers in Christ, do not have to be miserable. We can be joyful and happy beyond our wildest dreams because we will find our satisfaction in God. The other amazing thing you get to do today is to love others around you. Again, most people are miserable, so think about the impact you can have on their life. You can bring them joy when they are sad, encouragement when they feel discouraged, comfort when they're in pain, hope when they have nothing to put their hope in. Loving others is not that hard, especially when you meditate on the love of God that has been poured out on you through Jesus. Remember, you were once alienated and enemies of God, but while you were still sinners, Christ died for you. Christ has brought you back from death to life. He has put a new spirit in you. He has given you new life to live. Since God has done all these things for you and more, why would you not want to love others in the same way? As the Home Depot slogan goes, let's do this. Let's love God with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind, and let's love others. There's plenty of love to go around, and you have nothing to lose, because you know that it's the gospel that changes everything. Hey gang, Fletch here. I appreciate you listening to these podcasts. And if you would like to know more about how to study the Bible from a gospel-centered perspective, I've created a course called The Gospel-Centered Bible Study, in which I teach you step-by-step the process of moving from text to application, but without missing the gospel as the central focus of the passage. 
So again, if you're interested in checking it out, just go to thegospelcenteredbiblestudy.com. And if you want to get 20% off any course, just use the coupon code PODCAST.